You're listening to Piss Magazine on Piss Data It's Piss Magazine, baby. Welcome to Piss Magazine, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Supercast, the inaugural podcast of the Kill Podcasters fucking network. That's right. Megacast. The Megacast. The, me- the Megacast, the Ultracast. We um, got, uh, we got uh, me... Tanner from Piss Magazine, Izzy Ann Griffin from The Couch Philosopher, and Duhheads. And introducing Stone Fox Detroit. Hello, everybody. He's got, um, a, he's got a new show on the network called American Death Camp. Starts streaming live to YouTube in a couple of weeks. Yeah, baby, American Death Camp. I'm going to be your fucking warden. Here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. Come baby. on down the river of sticks and, we'll, and welcome to the hell zone. Life sentences <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> Have your mother dip your foul body into the river sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she forgot to dip your ears. Prepare for the sweet release of death. <laughs> Prepare for fucking... Yeah, so we're announcing our network, the, the Kill Podcasters Network. Yeah, man, it's uh, we had a lot of shows and we've made some really good friends in the last year and we're just kind of like, fuck it, we're a network. Like, we have a vision, we have a tone, and like, I don't know, all you motherfuckers seem to like all of our shows, so we're just kind of grouping them together. And I just happened to stumble into this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just you just came along and we yeah. scooped you up, dude, like a ba- like Moses, Moses yep. floating down the river. Dude, you're, you're like you're like commuter plane Neptune. <laughs> commuter plane Neptune. You're, yeah, you're Mo- our jet Neptune, brother. Moses was uh, Egyptian prince. So yeah, I, I yeah, take well, that that's, as a compliment, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> dude, how, that's got to fucking blow. Like you find out later that you're a prince and your mom dropped you in a river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I could have been a fucking prince. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we're just going to... We have a website coming out. Um, it's just going to be an easy, like, one-size-fits-all way to get all the fucking content. Get all, all the shows, all of the, uh, the other exclusive, exclusive content that we're conjuring up here. Yeah, you know, we should talk about one piece of exclusive media. We kind of blew the load a little bit. We put out a teaser trailer for the short film we've been working on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I've been, so for months I've been talking about the secret project and I've been hinting and uh, smoke screening everybody and lying. Yes. Yeah, lying to people, telling them <laughs> um, I was going to Rhode Island to fight Lyle the therapy gecko. Or shit. Uh, <laughs> gaslighting, gaslighting Fran Drescher. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, a guy from a Portuguese man even threatened Lyle the therapy gecko at one of his, <laughs> one of his fucking <laughs> his stand up shows or whatever. It made him shake in his costume. Yeah, a bit. yeah, dude. So we've been, uh, yeah, we've been running and gunning, dude, for this short film. Yeah. So uh, the name of the project is High Concept Individual, and uh, the long and short of it is, uh, I mean, how much should we really say? Like, I think we just give it. I think we give it to him. Okay. I think we give him the old fucking full one. disclosure. Full disclosure, dude. We fucking <laughs> Okay, so the the long and veiny of it is that uh <laughs> sometime in uh uh fucking May, late May, I reached out to Izzy. We were we'd already been writing some stuff, and I was like, I have an idea for a fucking movie. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be like easy to do. And I just I really want to make fun of pretentious fucking composers. That's the whole conceit. And so we kind of took it a little bit far, like really way too far. And I love it for it. So 
we created a fake band with real musicians that don't know they're in a movie. Yes. <laughs> I have been rehearsing with them for four months now. Dear Lord. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's just been a, a ton of fucking fun. Like, we, I, like uh, you, you put a lot of work into your character, too. Isn't this based, like, off of a real person, too? Like, so, yeah, so it's basically we took these uh, like interviews of these pretentious composers from like New York who were in this like art music scene. The downtown. Yeah, the real, I'm, I'm a real downtown kind of guy. I'm a real downtown guy. Downtown. Yeah, and, and we like, we sort of just molded together all of their personalities. And I did a ton of uh, uh, like acting work with my sweet, uh, sweet girlfriend who help me create this ridiculous character um, who, I mean, I wrote an entire composition piece of jazz music, not knowing how to do that whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, by just pretending like I was a insane, pretentious uh, composer, people started believing it. Um, so you have a positive thinking, man. <laughs> yeah. So we got our foot in the door at the governor's ball, um, <laughs> in the state of Iowa, the annual governor's ball. Yeah. We, uh, we literally, I, I made a phone call <laughs> Yeah, and they were like, uh, Oh yeah, no, we fucking need you. We're going to put, we're going to put you in this slot right the fuck away. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it was funny. Like we took all these super pretentious things that these com like, quote unquote composers do where they'll like write music by like writing a sentence on like a note card. And then they'll yep. be like, yeah, man, you play what you feel. So <laughs> I just like wrote all these ridiculous sentences on these note cards. And then I would flash them to the band or like read out the sentence. So it would be like, it'd be like blood of shoes on a Wednesday. And they'd be like, <laughs> and then I would just be moving erratically. Like, Louder, harder, come on! Like you, you know, you look like a wacky, wavy, wavy-armed inflatable tube. Literally, man. yeah, inflatable yeah, tube man. yeah. I look like a, fl a fucking inflatable tube man, <laughs> and um, it was insanely uh funny. Just like you can convince people of anything if you buy your own bullshit. A hundred percent. I mean, it was literally like uh. One, we, we did take a few steps. Like, I don't know if we want to completely give away the secret sauce on, on how to pull off a hoax. You just have to think about it a little bit. Yeah. But you can call, you can call media. You can call buildings. Like, like we had this amazing rehearsal space that I, I shit you not, we paid $15 an hour for, and it was like over 800 square feet. Yeah. Like, it's fucking insane. Yeah, beautiful space to shoot in, and like, looks great. I mean, it's, it's a Unitarian church. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was, and they were like, so what do you do? And, uh, we're like, uh, we're a jazz band. Like, that's the thing. It's not a lie, but it's like, we didn't say we're producing a, a, a comedy movie in your yeah. church. They probably that just thought you were filming the practice or whatever, you know? Yeah. Dude, actually the few times anyone wandered in, it was on accident. Like they would be like there for like some bingo night. <laughs> and then they hear jazz music and they'd come in. So like, there's a couple practices where like, you know, cause Izzy was in California. And so I would, I would be conducting all, but I think like two or three of the practices. All but two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that like some of the musicians were like, why is this guy even a part of this 
the show because yeah. he's not ever here. And we're like, we, we, what would we say? We'd be like, he has an important performance at at the Holocaust yeah. Museum yeah, performing three forty four. It was I, yeah, four minutes and thirty three seconds by John Cage outside of the oh, yeah, Holocaust yeah, 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 Museum. Yeah. <laughs> just just a great lie. Just a just a a, a creme de la creme lie. And uh, you know we had all these like really fucking crazy pranks planned and then i don't know man i i feel bad admitting this we didn't have the heart to fucking ruin these innocent people's day yeah and I also mean, we didn't have the enough musicians to burn through right like yeah. if, if we shot this in la and we would have had thousands of musicians act to have access to right oh my god yeah sonic just, torture well they would have been a different caliber of people too like these are like sweet nice genuine human beings yeah <laughs> I mean, it's that's that's the crazy thing is it's like, oh man, you guys are all too personable. Like none of you like the smell of your own farts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, the original idea was to be like a whiplash type of movie where it's like I would put them through these strenuous, ridiculous exercises, constantly taking tests, like personality tests. We wanted to we wanted to have uh, a doctor come in and give you like vitamin B12 shots just to like make everyone a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like, we wanted to do all this stuff, but like they, they were just such nice, wholesome people who just were like, hey, I just like being in the jazz band. And I, we're like, yeah, okay, well. Next movie's yeah. got to be No Mercy. Yeah. We've got to cast it in a way that we can really live out these pranks to their fucking fullest. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, let yeah. your morality catch you, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it's my goddamn Midwestern morality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, it, my Protestant work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the Catholicism came in for me. I was like, I feel too guilty hurting hurting these people. They just they just love music and frequencies. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I forgot I'm openly Catholic on this podcast. I don't have to... It's not like my other podcast where I pretend to be a Jewish guy to get away with saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a super fucking swap cast, baby. But yeah, dude, it was super fun to like uh, shoot and it was just... It's been a, a ride. It looks so good. Beautiful. I, we don't deserve a movie that looks this good. Yeah. Like, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious because, like, so many times we were, we'd, like, question whether or not it looked good, whether or not it was funny, like, what we were gonna... Yeah, does this even look like a fucking movie? Yeah, and then we, we decided to take, like, a couple weeks away from it and, like, not, not view anything or watch anything, and then we look at it and we're like... Holy shit, we made a... We literally made a fucking movie, dude. It's all here. That was, what, what you're able to do to... Well, anybody, you can make a film... Pop the mic a little bit. You can make a film without Panavision. You yeah, too yeah. can do it yourself. A hundred, a hundred percent. You you can go in with like... Uh, what do we spend? Like three, four grand on the whole thing? Probably, yeah. Yeah, for what'll probably cut to between 18 and 25 minutes. Like tops. Yeah. Like... Super limited crew. I think probably like a crew of three tops. Two, two and a half. Two and a half. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say two and a half. We will say. Um, yeah, that got interesting. Um, oh, that's fine. <laughs> I feel bad. I don't know what we did. We did this one uh, scene. Like it was like the first week of shooting we did, and Izzy and I were trying to add just a little more meat to the plot. Yeah, because we we wanted to shoot for something over an hour, and we just we we're just it's just not what it's going to be. So we were trying some stuff out, and I don't think we let Seth. Seth did a lot of cinematography work for us. He did a great yeah. job, but um, he filmed us 
just kind of improving in my living room, and I think the improv was so bad it demoralized him off of the project. Oh, do you think that was the root of it? I really <laughs> do. It's. I mean, either that or he really is just in a pussy fog. Oh fuck. Could be depression, pussy fog. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that improv was cut. That, <laughs> that improv was, was uh, cut entirely. Did, did not even make posts. We're like, yeah, that's not that's gonna not be. even. That whole day can just get. Can just be sidelined. Well, that, that is also why he is not here. If anybody was wondering, I don't know. We don't know why he's not here. Radio uh, yes, yesterday we hit him up, um, and I, I had sour grapes about the whole fucking <laughs> him not like wanting to come shoot. And uh, he was like, "No, dude, I'll come by tomorrow." Right now is tomorrow. Right. <laughs> wait. Still wait on that phone call at nine thirty. So, <laughs> if you want to come by, <laughs> and to our credit, if that improv was that bad, we had been sh- filming for like what five days at that point. Five days. Twelve hour tw- days. Uh, completely losing our minds, riding, uh, driving all over the state of Iowa. Oh my god, we went. We went to the fucking, like, American Gothic house. We went to this place called Maharishi Vedic City, which is, like, a cult town. Yes. And we just, like, shot at their fucking, uh, what what the fuck was it? Like, oh, it was a Vedic, Vedic Astronomy Center. Yeah. And... Which is just a bunch of fucking rocks with numbers on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like these weird, like, giant rock instrument things. That um, tell you nothing about the yeah, sky. Tell you, tell you absolutely nothing. And I mean, really, you can just film a movie. It's the weirdest thing. Like, if you can get over the fact that filming in public is extremely embarrassing. So embarrassing. It's, like, I'm pretty good with, like, not getting embarrassed by, like, my actions and, dude, every time we'd film, I'd be like, oh, my God, dude, I'm going to kill myself. You're <laughs> so embarrassing, dude. Um, Stoney, did you ever, like, work on short films or anything? I never have. And, honestly, that's that, when, you, when I first saw footage of, like, one of the re- rehearsal practices, I still am in disbelief that this wasn't shot on a DSLR and it's a fucking mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, so, uh, funny thing about that, we actually did borrow, like, a, a I don't know, a prosumer camera uh nikon like d50 and which looks great just not anywhere where we were shooting like we we took it into the church we tried it on interviews and it just looked like it weirdly made it look more amateurish it looked like it was trying to be professional yes whereas whereas like the iphone for some reason was just like i got this yeah, the iPhone's like, don't worry about that, baby. Hey, we know hey, you didn't go to film hey, school. Hey, baby, come over here. Come on, sit, on, sit <laughs> hey, on down. The Nikon's like, hey, baby, what's up? You wanna, you wanna have, you wanna come out, hang out with me? The iPhone's like, I've been here before. Well, dude, and we've, we've <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I've talked to a lot of creatives this year, and something every funny person, every creative type wants to do is make a movie. Like that crosses your brain at some fucking point. Yeah, and. Holy fuck, just literally do it. Like, I, it's, it really was, <laughs> we were ill-prepared, if anything. <laughs> and not, I mean, we did our due diligence. We did as much detail work as we could think to do. And it's like, oh, yeah, no. Now we just want to do another one. Right. Like, <laughs> you don't have to take a loan out to make your movie. No, and yeah. you don't have to fucking beg for money. I mean, we probably should have. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's the other thing, like, uh, you know that old, like, uh, entertainment industry thing, never use your own money? Yeah, don't. 
Yeah. Don't. That, that month when I had to pay out for three months of rehearsal space sucked. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is sort of like that weird, uh, like the thing I'm always saying on my show is just like, you can do whatever you want. Fuck everybody. You can do, you can do anything. Quit being be a fag. Just do it. Yeah, you could be a fucking gay bitch. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> but it's like, honestly, kind of true. If you just... Get do it. Own way. Well, I think like the biggest thing is like, uh, you know, I'm pretending to be an accomplished musician on camera, which is so ridiculous. When you just think of that sense, it's like, well, this is already embarrassing. I can just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as far as the acting goes and yeah. just in general, it's like, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, just fly to Iowa and trick the governor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an easy character for you to get into, man. Cause you did music. Yeah. 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 I did. I did do music for, uh, a while and honestly the character is sort of just like me if I would have made it in music it somehow didn't <laughs> die and I actually bought my own bullshit it's dude there's a a great pretentious composer and I recommend everybody go look at this interview Glenn Branca yes dude we dude. heavily this this guy like when, when you guys watch the the short film high concept individual which is what it's called um it's so much like this fucking Glenn, Glenn Bronca. Like every interview, he's like wearing like like dark red shades, and he's just like, I mean, yeah. When I was eight years old, I was writing, uh, you know, orchestral pieces. My my mom would come up to me and she'd say, you know, you're playing the guitar wrong, and I'm like, no, I'm just making the sounds I want. Yeah, yeah. He would literally be wearing rose colored glasses, literally, <laughs> with like a like a Dracula cape on after like smashing a guitar over his head and being like, this is just this is just the music and the art that I make, and everyone who doesn't like it, life is shit. Everything is shit. The world is literal shit. So when I make my music, it, it needs to encapsulate the things that I know. And it's that the world is shit. He has these like fentanyl teeth and fucking. <laughs> Talk about a grift. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, well, kind of like where the animus, like where we got, like, okay, these guys are jerks enough to make fun of, was just like, you guys have no self awareness. Like, or maybe they had moments of doubt. Like maybe they had one foot on earth, but o over the years of like being like written up in the village voice and being like talked about in like music colleges is like a cool, interesting thing. They've become legitimized and it's like, no, your music style can be completely fucking replicated by a bunch of douchebags making fun of you. Right. From people we found on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And the funniest thing is, is like when we actually kind of zoomed out like on the project and we kind of thought about it. We're like, holy shit. Wait, I actually did write <laughs> an orchestral music piece and you actually did like conduct produce and conduct a jazz band. <laughs> so we actually did this whole thing came full circle in Ouroboros of like, Oh wait, we actually did what we were making fun of, yeah, which makes it even better. We actually, <laughs> we, we ironically became uh, professional composers for, for a summer. hundred percent. And, and it's amazing. And we tricked, I mean, actual musicians, actual like, musicians, fucking city officials. Fuck. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful fucking, uh, I don't know, symphony of fucking lies and deceit and gossip and a trickery. A cacophony. As a you cacophony. As, uh, you know, I invented the word cacophony in my <laughs> piece, uh, Sonata for a Hundred Guitars. What a, what a weird fucking medium for, like, life imitating art and art imitating life, but, like, right in that perfect... You speak a right little bit? That, right in that perfect medium. Yeah, dude, it's... Uh, and honestly, like, I, I only know about 
these composers because I was a pretentious ass high school and college kid. Like I really thought like, oh man, the coolest job in the world is being like John Zorn. And like just being able to, instead of writing music and having to like go to college and learn how to do it properly, you can just write goofball sentences on note cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Izzy was like, do I have to like fucking write this shit? And I was like, let me tell you how you can write it. Yeah, I kept getting so nervous because I thought that like my limited musical knowledge would be challenged by like, you know, an actual fucking jazz bassist. And at no point were they like, what does, what does two cigarettes spent means? And it's like, nah, dude, you're playing it in A flat, baby. Come on. We just need a little jazz on that. Put a little juice on it. Pepper it up. Slide and it's it, like, slide into E. Yeah. I would just be like, slide into A. We're sliding into A minor. Yeah, baby. Okay. Yeah. That's E. You know, you just act like a freak and they respect you, dude. It's, well, that's the, there's a, a skill to being like inscrutable. Where it's just like, I don't know how to look at this, so I'm just going to get through it. Like, yeah. I think that was that was sort of uh, the, the art of it. It was just like, oh, well, this is just so weird. Like, it's probably how it's supposed to go. It's like, it's like visiting a foreign country, and they're like, no, everyone in Thailand puts shoes on their hands, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just have to believe them. Right. Go along with it, baby. I think there was like a, there was like a, we were, well, we were looking at some of the footage yesterday, and there's 22 minutes where I gave like a 22-minute long explanation of like just like playing music and how not to be embarrassed when you're playing music and I almost lost him I remember that day I almost like lost him for a minute and then we started jamming and I started like really getting into it and just like doing this like really erotic like arm dancing and flailing around <laughs> and I kept being like yeah harder yeah really get into the yeah okay we need a crazier crazier louder louder and they're like they were kind of digging it no actually from that practice forward they're, they're like, their review of themselves went from, I don't really know, like, what I'm doing or how this fits to, like, I'm completely confident in my abilities to do this. Yes. And they were, like, I mean, just ready to rip, dude. Like, it, it's awesome. And, like, I, and here's the thing about being in an echo chamber for any amount of time, because, like, so much of this project was, like, go do the work, come home, go to sleep. Like, I wasn't, like, listening to any music but, like, pavement and, like, like the composers we were like ripping off. So uh, I started to just actually kind of like the music we were making. <laughs> <laughs> just unironically Just unironically it. being like, man, Aiden really killed it on the sax here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which he is like an actual like... We found a prodigy. Like an actual music prodigy, which is... Fucking cool. Oh, they're good. When you, when you first sold me the idea of the musicians, you were like, they're mediocre, they play mediocre, and then I heard them, and I was like, this is actually pretty legitimate. Like, this I, is something you would hear. I guess I just didn't want to... Because I didn't know. Like, I didn't want to oversell it, because, like, I've been so close to it, and I already am predisposed to liking garb music. Like, just total, <laughs> like, noise. Like, yeah. I used to go to noise shows. Shoegaze. And <laughs> no, like, no, like worse. noise, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking... Have I, I don't know if I've talked about Mustard in Law on, on this show before, but, like, there's this band I saw in Iowa City a long time ago called Mustard in Law. I think they're still around. And their whole gig is they have two tape decks with the faces removed. Oh. So they can just slam tapes in and then hit eject. So the whole show, two guys, four tape decks... And they have a milk crate with, like, hundreds of cassettes in it. And the whole time, they're slamming in a cassette and hitting play. And then put, slam, and they're all, all four tape decks going and then hitting eject and putting in another one. What the fuck? And not one of these tapes plays for more than four seconds. Whoa. So they're just ripping and tearing, dude. 
Like just go and that show, I shit you not, they went on at eleven and ended at one. It's insane, dude. Yes. <laughs> and and here's the thing, the show started with forty people there, because like it started with folk punk and then a pretty well known, like minimal techno DJ. But they ended with the noise stuff. And so when you're the last ten people at a fucking show that was popping, you kind of feel obligated to stay. Yeah, finish, you gotta ride it out. Yeah. And I had a friend that wanted to buy mustard in law merch. That's a lot of ejecting, man. Their muscles got to be like oh yeah, hands carpal tunnel, dude. Like <laughs> fucking exploding. There, uh, and then just throw. They would just like throw them like haphazardly into like a hamper. Fuck yeah, it was crazy. I, I don't know. There's and so I kind of I respect the fun of that, but at no point would I ever want anyone to think that that's that's not the art I want to put my name on. Frankly, right. like I'd much rather do a parody of it. Pay some homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's de- it's definitely, it definitely felt good to actually get to do some art music, even if it was from a pretty cynical place. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was cool, and it was cool to kind of step back into uh, music, like ironically, because I haven't really done any music since I like lost my record deal and I was like 22. I mean, I, I like tried it. I tried to do it for like another year or two years and it just didn't work. So it was interesting to step back into it from a frame of like, this is gay. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I am acting like the biggest, most pretentious laughing stock. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, like doing that character was kind of exhausting. Yeah, no, you would be, like, legitimately tired, yeah. like, for days. Yeah, dude. You're um, pushed so far into that guy's psychosis that you're, like, mentally fucking exhausted from it. Yeah, because me- mentally, the way that, like, I was thinking was just, like, everything I ingest, everything I consume is a part of me. All of me is music. The world is a frequency. Everything is a song. My life is a song. The music is the way that it should be. Like, I would literally think like that for, like, three days at a time. And then, like, we would, like, you'd put on, you know, um, some show, like, you'd put on fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'd be watching it, like, what, the, what is this filth? I can't even <laughs> imagine consuming this as a, as a real <laughs> operandi in my apparatus of thought. I am the... <laughs> Dude, there's just uh, something, I don't know, man, like, I, I hope next time we do this, we don't have to, we don't have to fly so close to the sun. Yeah, dude, I really felt like Icarus a lot, dude. I was like, dude, if I, I could, I could reach out and taste the sun. Dude. You felt the wax <laughs> melting on your dude, arms. I felt it, dude. <laughs> I felt like I was dating the goth chick, dude. Who wanted to fucking <laughs> pour some fucking sugar on me, dude? Pour a little candle wax on me. I was, I was, <laughs> it's like genuinely exhausting, dude. Dude, I, I remember one time I was still living in my parents' house. Like, I, I like just moved back uh, from uh, like Washington State. And uh, I, had a, I had a girlfriend, like, right away. Uh, but she, she was a freaky chick. I was like, I don't know, we did the candle wax thing. And then one day I go to my drawer full of candle wax, and uh, I don't know, there's a fucking butt plug in there. There's some other fucking nefarious tools. <laughs> and they were just gone. There you go. And I'm just like, God, I hope that was the cleaning lady. <laughs> God, I fucking <laughs> hope. God, I fucking hope. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, it was, uh, it was me. I used it as an instrument. 
Yes. I use it as an instrument it, later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see what I do is I take the butt plug and I drop it on a snare drum, and every time it pitter <laughs> when it pitter patters, it, it makes a, a perfect thirty second note. In, in addition to the great grandiosity of the C minor seventh chord. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. Oh man, there was uh, a couple things we fell short on. I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't get to do, but we'll have to do next time. Yeah, which is the the public news grift, like, like yes. get you into local news, get you on the radio. That was so fucking hard. We we had a this was kind of a serendipitous night. I I got invited to this like fucking rooftop party, and I was like, man, I need to get Izzy on the radio for this. That would just add such an element to this fucking hoax. It'd be so cool. I go to this party. The only female radio DJ for our NPR affiliate is there. And like, I don't know, we make nice or whatever. Um, and I'm, I was just like, fuck, I know you as a person again. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. fuck. Yeah, it would like look bad if you're like, hey, hey, my friend is a composer. Uh, can you come on your radio show? And she's like, yeah, sure. Like, thank you so much, Tanner. That was really great. And then like you're four, really four months later, it's like, hi, concept individual. Hi, this is Katie from IPR. <laughs> like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you're an idiot. You fucking moron. <laughs> thank you for, look, I took advantage of you, you stupid bitch. <laughs> you're like, like, yeah, dude, the news thing, I was like actually nervous about the news yeah. thing. I think if, I think if uh, we had like more time, we could have made that happen. Yeah, it was, well, that and... The, the logistics of like it costing you, I don't know, six to eight hundred bucks to show up here. Yeah, yeah. Is definitely played a big role. Like if you could just be here. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, no, we had something open up at five AM. Can you come in? Like we would have done that and got the footage. Yeah, yeah definitely. But definitely. This is why I think maybe I'm I'm happy we didn't like completely blow our load here. Like we still have hoaxes and pranks available to us in, in the Midwest. We didn't completely blow our, our spot up. Yeah, or like even blow our reputations to where like we're not allowed in uh, like the Des Moines, Iowa area. No, you <laughs> yeah, know, if, if we did exactly what we had written, we would have been blacklisted from everything. Our, our original intent was a lot meaner. And I, I'm totally, glad yeah. I'm glad that it turned out the way it was, because I think like our comedy can be pretty cynical and not necessarily abrasive, at least. Uh, yeah, not necessarily mean spirited, but it's like you know, it, it might you, you might like take one to the eye. You know what I mean? Totally. So like, <laughs> it is. It's like it's two hand touch football with the drunk uncle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. What was something that made you guys turn to each other and say, "No, nah, we we can't do that"? It was it was I think realizing, okay, like the first time we lost a few musicians. Like, there was one rehearsal where we lost a few musicians. They just didn't get the improv direction. Mm. They didn't like it. Yeah. One guy insisted on just playing, like, Elton John chords under everything. And, like, oh. the other musicians were laughing at him because they recognized the progressions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, dude. Like, so some people just didn't get it. And I was like, fuck. It I took us a month to get all of these jackasses in one room. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, it so it was that was sort of part of it. And then once Izzy got out here and we, like, we all met everybody. We kind of agreed that, like... Because the, the pranks were going to start once Izzy got there. I was going to, like, coax them into a sense of safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just going to... It was going to be, like, blasting feedback through speakers and, like, fucking uh, telling the drummer that... Uh, Izzy think, thinks it would be cool if you just, like, did this rehearsal with earplugs in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think we realized, like, how delicate... Uh, the whole process sort of was. Yeah. And like, it would have been easy to one, lose the musicians two 
we actually thought they were nice, genuine, good people. Yeah, for and, sure. Because we kind of thought we were going to get pretentious musicians. Yeah, we thought we were going <laughs> to get, essentially, a, the character you play. Yeah. Isaac Griffin in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought we were going to get, you know, nine of those guys, but we wound up getting just some really, like, cool, sweet people. Yeah, yeah. And some of them dropped out for legitimate reasons. Like, I don't know, man, like, one guy, like, lost his job. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was, yeah, it was fucking crazy. Really, his life shit happened. Yeah, got yeah. in the way. God damn. Um, and all the pretentious musicians—they're not going to be looking for actual gigs like these legitimate musicians. They're going to be on their social medias, like talking shit in Facebook groups. Yeah, you know, and they're then, not looking for opportunities. And then we we also ran into another issue where the American Federation of Musicians is like, oh, I I directly like tried to talk to this union and figure out what their rules were. Oh, really? Yes. Oh wow! I got radio silence, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I was like, "Can they work with a non-union band leader? Like, what's their like? What's the scale? Like, yeah, yeah. All this information was like, I don't know, annoying enough to search for that. I was like, I'm just gonna go non-union musicians. It's yeah. Like, I, like I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think like. Yeah, we'd just be scabs. We're just like fucking. <laughs> we're just yeah. like ruining people's actual music careers for our stupid fucking movie, dude. Well, it's. I mean, you know, six months after this, actually, I don't think they breached anything. I don't think they breached anything. But oh no, um, unless practicing with some dope friends is fucking. Yeah, dude. If any, if anything, you know, we're gonna be in the union now. Yeah, do we qualify? We're gonna, we're gonna unionize. We, yeah, unionize. we have our own union. Well, I don't know. We we <laughs> might, we might have offended Fran Drescher, who's the head of the head of SAG after. That was such a fucking kick in the nuts. So like we'd spent like three weeks hyping up this fucking joke about like Lyle the Therapy Gecko being like. Hey man, I don't like you. Yeah, blah blah blah. And you're then, a nepo baby because your because your aunt was on the nanny. You're stealing well, shit from fish tank. Yeah. Well, how we <laughs> how I found out about that man is like I I just searched his full name on Twitter, Lyle Drescher. Yeah. And I was like Drescher. I mean, no way is related. And then it's just an, it's just a last name. And I scroll down like two scrolls, two swipes to my thumb, <laughs> and it's Fran Drescher's Twitter account from 2016. She says, look at my nephew Lyle doing stand-up. Yeah. And and we didn't know that Fran Drescher was the head of SAG. So yeah. I sent this to Izzy, and we go way harder with the fucking bit. Hey, you're a Nepo baby, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, I'm going to fight you. Um, <laughs> and then the strike starts. And then the strike starts. And we're like, we're trying to make a movie. It's <laughs> it's so funny that we're like loosely affiliated with all of this stuff with having no idea. It's literally like we're Homer Simpson. We have like no idea that we're like what we're, invo- we're getting involved in, but we're loosely connected to all of these things. We have Portuguese men who are like, Lyle, there's this guy who wants to fight you. How do you feel about it? And he's filming it, submits it to me. But like, yeah, dude, well, because the the whole road, like going to Rhode Island thing to to fight Lyle was just a big smokescreen, so people wouldn't question like where I was, because we had to keep this under wraps, yeah. So we, that way, the state officials did not find out <laughs> that state that, officials, yeah. <laughs> no, I I lived I and told people. I mean, it's not a fucking lie, but I I pretended instead of like, oh, hey, I'm working on this fun comedy movie, I. I needed to scout some more musicians. I wanted to scout some more help. And so I was like, no, I have a very serious jazz project I'm working on with an L.A. composer. It's very prestigious. And I'm happy to be a part of the project. And uh, now I get to go laugh about that really fucking hard. Yeah. We posted the 
teaser let and then I promise we're gonna let you talk at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. This, this is the full disclosure mega cast, man. Fuck yeah. So uh fucking we we posted that teaser last night and it did so ridiculously well view wise today that I'm just kind of shocked at it. Yeah. For like, I don't know, like normally we pimp our shit pretty hard. Like if we want something to do well, we pimp it. But it's just like, no, just I, I'm really happy that people seem to think that the little clip we posted is funny and it's drumming yeah. up a little bit of interest. And yeah, we've let it simmer. We've let it simmer and literally just saying like, this is the greatest thing that's happened to the state of Iowa in 20 years. People are, <laughs> pe- someone did respond. They're like, I don't know. They did build a skate park 10 years ago. And so that was pretty <laughs> funny. But like, yeah, we've just been letting it simmer. And, and I think it's good the way that we kind of teased it, like letting people's imaginations take over mm. and letting, letting their, their brains do the molding as Jack Black would say. I'm going to mold some minds. Mold I, some minds. Dude, I think, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I I would regret having not done this. Yes, like this is this was a must do kind of fucking thing. Yeah, and it all it all fell together in a way that is it would it would have been dumb for us to not do it. It was undeniable the way that it came together. I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, I mean, fuck. What, the the risk to reward was there was there was opportunity cost in not learning how to make a movie. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I would like to do this again. Like this is, uh, and we, we've said this to each other before. Like a very expensive video resume for hey, give me fucking you know fifty thousand dollars to make something better, and then, right. hey, give me a hundred thousand, and then blah blah blah. I don't know. It's it's weird to be honest and just be like, yes, I I love comedy, but also I'm not being a complete dipshit about uh, right. Getting getting my projects made and having a fucking career in this, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and that just you know we have more things on the way. The with manifesto the, of projects. The manifesto <laughs> yeah, of projects. Book. Yeah, um, dude. I God damn it, dude. Like that's the the weird thing is, and I don't know. Maybe other people in other groups like this. I don't know if there is another collective yeah. doing what we're doing <laughs> exactly right now, but. uh I don't know. We have like more ideas than we have time and money for. So it's going to be fun to see like what we can actually fucking do. Yeah. No. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's good to like, we have the, the podcasts that are sort of like the, uh, the candy content. That's like, those are always coming out. And then we have the bigger overarching like films, short films, all the stuff that we're also working on. It's, uh, it's, it's super exciting. It's, it, this stuff is almost like so insurmountable. There's no way like it could have been the endeavor could have been done by one of you, you know, like, yeah. like it had yes. to have been done in a collective like this. You know, there's just so much. The, I think one of the reasons Izzy and I work well together is because we, we have a, a philosophy about delegating power. About <laughs> This sounds like, a, hell yeah, go dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like, okay, you have this big project and you want to be Mr. Auteur. You want to be Mr. Artist and do the whole fucking thing. And it's like, frankly, unless you're God, you're going to fucking go insane <laughs> yeah. trying to do 90 different, the 90 jobs it takes to make a fucking movie. And so it's like, yeah, hire out an editor, get a friend to hold a camera, fucking have, uh, if you need locations, have someone else send some fucking emails. Like we had help with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it it wouldn't have worked if I was just like, hey, man, I'm doing everything and I'm going to edit it. Can you like fly in for a week? Yeah. It's like, no, it's like uh, Izzy really had as much input 
in this as I did. Like I, it was my idea, but he like he made the fucking character what it is. I just fed him fucking uh, reference material. Yeah, sort of like reference material, and it all it all came together the way it did. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things where like we sort of had to understand what we could do ourselves and what we had to delegate. Like it's like like the teaser. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I did that, but also I like, I understand what I can do and what I can't do. And like even taking time away from it, it's like we had to, or we would lose our minds. Dude, like honestly, like there's, I don't know, man, there have been stress dreams and sleepless nights about this project. Like it's just, it's, you know, when it seemed like something was about to go wrong and didn't or did like it, it really did affect me. Like I was emotionally invested in this project and I had never, <laughs> I'd never really been emotionally invested in a piece of art I made that much before. Yeah. It was like, fucking cool. When I left the first time I was like, did we even make anything? Like it was like, <laughs> like, dude, no, there was like times, dude. no, there was times where I was like, that's so funny. This is so sick. And then, other times I'd see a clip and I'd be like, Oh my God, dude, we oh my wasted God. our time, wasted time. What did I effort. do? Effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, but then you take a break from it and you come back to it and you're like, this is so fucking sick. And then also like, like kind of, you're saying like understanding what you can do and like where you need to like ask for help. Cause like it's not 1960 anymore. And like, you can't just do everything. It's like, you have to like be a curator of like, I can do this, this and this. And then, I, I can't handle the fucking lighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I'm not a lighting guy. I don't have, I know there's, you know, five years worth of YouTube tutorials. I could go watch and be a, a legitimate professional lighting. I can't do that. I want to be a director. I want to write. I want, you know, these yeah. more general positions. And, uh, I don't know. It felt really cool. Like, so don't be a bitch. Ask for help. hundred percent. Hire your friends. Yeah. Well, and I think you get you get a good gauge of like what people can sort of handle work wise too. It's like, yeah. like even someone like me who's always like, I could do anything, I could handle all the work. <laughs> go, I go, never, go. I never get tired. I go to Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and and I go to the sauna. It's like, yeah, but then after uh, months of character work and then like filming, you know, four or five days in a row, I'm like. I can't think. Can we please? I can't even think. I don't know where I am right now. There was, yeah, no, day, <laughs> day five, because we, we started filming two hours after you got off that plane. Yes. So, oh, fuck. So the first <laughs> five days we're filming, we did a hundred, like, I don't know, 60, 70 hours of filming. We yes. did a whole week's worth of work. And uh, uh, just. I don't know. Like literally we would sit on the couch and just kind of look at each other like, duh. Yeah. We turned into <laughs> duh heads, dude. Yeah. We turned <laughs> listen to duh heads, baby. No, like, well, I was trying to do like some like voiceover shit. Yeah. And I literally didn't, you forgot what voiceover was. You didn't know what narration. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Tanner like had to explain <laughs> to me like what narration was. And I was like, I kept going like, I don't know what you want me to do. So, yeah, we were, we would <laughs> insane, talk dude. over the footage. Yeah. You no, know, and he was like, you mean like the whole thing? And it's like, we just wanted him, we just wanted him to have inspirato. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, just a little bit of, but it's totally understandable because then it would be like, okay, man, uh, like this one morning we woke up, we like wrote some extensions to the plot and that, that seemed at the time super easy to fucking shoot. And woo, when it came time to shoot those, we were like, uh, where? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think it's funny how, like, because the original idea was like, oh, this will be a short film and, like, a vehicle for us to be able to show we have good concepts and we can execute them. Yep. And so, but then, like, after day two of shooting, we're like, and then what we'll do is we'll have an equestrian horse come in and and I'll (laughs) I'll barrel leap over it and, and then you drive a Camaro in the background. We had, like, all these... Ideas like this is going to be a three-hour film. <laughs> it's, it's turning like, into Michael Bay. Dude, yeah, it's like, it, <laughs> what, it, what what broke us? Like what really like broke us, but gave us a great idea that we just can't do yet. So we watched that movie F for Fake, but Orson Welles. We, we were trying to find a format for this footage. I think now we realize we can just edit it like a straight documentary. Yeah, and it'll go perfectly fine. But we were like. Dude, this editing style just makes this movie so elevated. Like, we got to go shoot 90 hours worth of insert shots and, like, fucking, like, pictures of sheet music getting thrown across a room. And Yeah, and, like, that would require, like, actual sets and, like, costume and lighting. And I was like, yeah, there's got to be a theatrics department in Los Angeles somewhere. I can just do some extra, <laughs> you know, like, it was just, like, so ridiculous. And then we take time away from it. And we're like, oh, we just edit it like a documentary um, like we intended and, that, <laughs> and then uh, I don't have to learn magic tricks uh, <laughs> literally learn magic tricks and and give grandiose st- speeches about the movie lesser effort higher quality yeah 100% man <laughs> and that's the motto of Kill Podcasters Network less <laughs> I'm really excited for fucking uh, Stoney's show dude so we don't cover pop culture like we're too esoteric yeah and so, uh, Stone Fox, can you tell us like what you're going to be covering on American Death Camp? I'm going to be covering everything across the board. I mean, uh, I'm going to be the YouTube Reels guy, the fair, the, the YouTube Shorts guy, the oh, Facebook Reels guy. There we you go. Know what dude. I mean, uh, I'm going to cover whatever XQC's wiping his ass with uh, <laughs> Tana Mongu. I mean, uh, whatever Lizzo's put in her pussy this the, week. Yeah, the pussy <laughs> bananas. That's it. <laughs> He's, you're our you're our e network. I, I'm the resident uh, pop culture guy. That's for damn sure, dude. It's uh, I know I'm and I'm excited for that because frankly, like, there's only so many people in the entire world that like gematria and yeah. conspiracy and mm-hmm. intrigue and challenging the FBI on a weekly basis. So <laughs> yeah. it, it'll be them in your posts on Twitter <laughs> for a whole week. It'll be toned <laughs> down. Some of us are already on list Izzy and don't need the heat. <laughs> Izzy versus the FBI, 2030. Yeah, yeah, 2030. Yeah. Dude, I'm... But, uh... I'm. Oh, my God. I don't know. Dude, Stone, you were, like, such a fucking sleeper hit. So, we, uh... Can we talk about the, the deception at the beginning of this fucking friendship? Yeah, let's let's talk let's, about... The, uh, <laughs> yeah, this conception... He looked confused of, uh, saying, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, she's... <laughs> is, where, where do I start? It's just, uh, there's so much with... So many smoke screens and uh, swamp yeah, gas that... Uh, I think, I think start with, uh, like, when, when you two were close. How like, I stumbled into this bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I was balls deep in fish tank, okay? And so I'm on all of the, uh, the hide socials, liking everything, and I get an ad an ad on Insta from Izzy and Griffin, the couch philosopher. And the first time, I'm fucking stupid, I thought, oh, this is the fucking milkman. So I was like, what's up, milkman? Dude, thank you. And then I realized, oh, no, this isn't the fucking, this isn't the milkman. This is- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so smokescreen number one. Yeah. Uh, immediately, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm like, yeah, the baby, what's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> smokescreen one, confused with a different celebrity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so I start listening to the show, and I'm obviously a podcast fan, so I start, like, communicating with him. 
uh, we got a little bit close. Definitely, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Like legitimately, like, you're a, you're actually a cool guy. Th- thank <laughs> you, sir. So are you, dude. Not thank just you. like screaming in people's faces for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I expected yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch, don't message me. <laughs> it's uh, I I mean people people really me too. I get shocked too when it's like that comedian was playing a character. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. gets me. Um. So I don't know. You guys got close, and then uh. You, you didn't connect the dots that uh, Stone Fox and I live in the same city. I yeah. did. I didn't know this either. Uh, so I, I mean, I started listening to Piss Magazine also. Oh, and so yeah, so we started all connecting a little bit. And when you were on your uh, uh, therapy gecko grift, yeah, I totally believed it. So there's the other smoke screen. Like, yeah, that well, was real to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I might have slipped at one point and said I'm going to Iowa to film. Or I said for a secret project, I said that. Yeah, so the secret project. But I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that it's, you said in September at some point. But yeah, you, yeah. You, were, you were here. When, I think you were here when you were saying that. Probably, yes. Because <laughs> I, I said, oh, man. you, you, well, you talked about mic a little bit. You talked about Des Moines on Duh Heads at one point with, with Rain. And so I, I was like, oh, dude, that's crazy you guys talked about that. I actually live there. And you kind of were like, oh, Yeah. Which I didn't expect that reaction. You'd be like, oh, that's cool. But you were like questioning me. Like, yeah. <laughs> is this guy a Fed or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, all, no we idea. all had to pass the, the Izzy Griffin Fed test, <laughs> which we didn't pass at all. Like, <laughs> I, I'm still questioning all the time. I'll be like, I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, Tanner, what, what were you doing again last week? And you're like, uh, I was at Applebee's and I'm like, okay, that checks out. That checks out <laughs> I like right. take a mental note and then I like, I like run in the bathroom and write it on my phone. I'm all at Applebee's. Okay, cool. Ask okay. again in six weeks. <laughs> See if the legend checks out. Yeah, but no, like I, I'm constantly just throwing out, like I tell everyone different things all the time. <laughs> Except for like <laughs> in the project, you have you're privy to knowing where the fuck is actually at. Yeah, so like <laughs> Tanner knows now. Stony knows. There's like very few people who actually know like what I'm doing and what I'm up to. But I'm always <laughs> I'm always just like like I'm pretty sure I told some guy uh, the other day. Actually, I did. Yeah, that I was I, I was like yeah I'm gonna be in Rhode Island, and he's like oh sick, and I'm like yeah, I'll tell Sam. He said hello. Like I'm talking to Sam, <laughs> and he's like what really? And I'm like yeah, dude. And I just I'm always I'm just fucking shaking moving dude i'm like a little fucking i'm like a little fucking guppy dude dude even a week after being debriefed tanner was uh just talking to me about bullshit that he's doing he's like oh yeah you know i'm i'm legitimately considering doing a a soup kitchen like a chili chili yeah. kitchen giveaway and i i stopped i was like is this is this motherfucker fucking with me yeah no that's real that's real no that's a real thing man, I, we're actually doing please. a soup kitchen <laughs> yeah like the second this isn't Believe sucking me. all of our money out of our fucking bank account <laughs> We are doing a soup kitchen. I mean, like in a week, I'm gonna go stand. I'm gonna go stand on a corner of uh, of Mug Whitey and Stab Whitey, and I'm gonna hand out soup to people. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about what's the, those streets. I'm all those are crazy street. <laughs> those are crazy street names, dude. Who's your city planner? Yeah, <laughs> Archibald J. Racism. <laughs> no, dude, but I think you know. I think you gotta throw s- smoke screens out, especially 
you know, when that's how you make your friends. That's how I make my friends. And look at you now, dude. You're on I'm the here. inside, I'm dude. In, I'm in the inner sanctum. You're the, in yeah. the inner, sh- the inner sanctum. The firewall. <laughs> <laughs> the firewall. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Now you, now you know some of the. Se- this actually isn't me. I'm a force ghost. I'm like uh, Luke Skywalker. Right tell me, dude. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get murdered on Twitter one of these days. You keep letting all these Twitter people into my fucking house. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, dude, literally. It's a, <laughs> a crazy move. You know what's funny? You guys aren't even the first two. Wow. The first two comedians. I know. I I met uh, a girl that I dated for like two months on Twitter. Oh wow! Yeah, she was really. She was she pretty alright. She what? clown core. Oh, she was okay. She, what <laughs> was she? Was she one of the clown core? No, she was not. <laughs> she's not one of the clown core. girls. No. Okay. 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 Cool. There's uh, there's something about me that attracts clown women. Yeah. And I I'm jealous. It's I kind of I kind of dig the clown grift. Dude, a little it's, bit. It's I kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. It's. I question I'll, whether I'll, it's real, but apparently they're uh, the they're a car full. Hang hang, hang Dude, I uh, I, but I weirdly enough, Twitter has been, uh, or X now X, uh, yeah. X, um, has been the most instrumental thing to actually getting anything done. Yes, it's creative people are on there. They want to work with you, and I don't know, man. On Instagram, everyone's curating, like. Everyone has this delusion that they can be a personal branded entity. And it's like, I'm just going to make it by myself by posting videos in my kitchen. And I'm like, that's great. Do you remember unemployed wine guy? (laughs) 3,000 views a video. Started strong, not ending strong. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think like uh, my girlfriend said, like Instagram is where you show who you want to be and Twitter is where you say what you want to say or something. That's a good way to put it. And, And I'm like... Yeah, dude, that's why that's why I gotta fucking be on Twitter to, or, or on X with all the schizos because that's where the schizos come together, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I post something on Instagram and someone's like, "Oh, n- not a hot twenty-two year old chick twerking." Don't care. <laughs> Don't I post it on care. Twitter. I'm like, I tricked the whole state of Iowa, dude. I'm a fake <laughs> jazz musician. Everyone's like, hashtag based, hashtag shooter pilled, hashtag fire, hashtag fire, 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 hashtag think you dream it, do it. At Sam, at Sam Hyde, at fucking Jet Neptune. It's like, yeah, dude, this is these are my fucking peeps right here, dude. Hashtag Ukrainian wars bullshit, like just insane, <laughs> <laughs> insane shit, dude. Hashtag Ocean Gate. <laughs> that reminds me, we should plug. Uh, we got a little bit of motion today on it. I mean, it's been kind of it's been kind of dead, and I kind of want if you've made it this far in the podcast. You need to go to Chan, C-H-A-N, dot fagababy.com yep. and post in the schizo posting board. I added <laughs> I added a B random section. Okay. And I Ooh. added a poll. Yeah. So like, guys, if you don't want the Nazis to win, you gotta post leftist stuff on there. And, and guys, yes. if you don't want these fucking commies to win, yeah. you gotta post some right. fucking right wing shit on there, dude. Like, yeah, baby. Imperialism I, is in. Dude, our what's crazy is like <laughs> Imperialism is in, dude. Hashtag. If, if the five ends of the pentagram of our fan base ever met in the middle to talk to each other, like because dude, like my podcast is listened to by like <laughs> literally like fucking like transgender people, like a lot of like black incels, a lot of just regular cool black people. Terror, Muslim terrorist apologists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like three people that uh, are just like bad think, bad think all around. I won't, yeah. even, say, I won't even say what they believe, but they're supo- they, you know what? Their support, their fandom means everything to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, like, well, 
the the Chan the Chan was pumping for a minute there, and then we had to reset it and stuff. But we there was some fire fucking posts on there for a while that were yeah, like dude. really interesting. There was uh some like some good Black Cube Saturn discussion. Itemism the one the one dude. There's this one guy. I wish we could find out who posted that. Yeah, because um everything's hashed, so like I couldn't even find out where this guy's located. So yeah, yeah. like fucking he posted this ideology about how good and evil always what is it balance each other balance out, out and p- pain life is about pain mm-hmm. everyone experiences the same amount of pain just oh. in different ways yeah so like everyone's pain thresholds are different so like maybe you getting bullied uh when you were in third grade might have been the most traumatic thing ever but like those slaves in libya like <laughs> might handle their pain better so they have worse <laughs> lives it's like a whole interesting thing that he had and and like he, he did a q a with me that went on for like two days like i would just like ask him questions and he'd be like no here's how this works blah 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 yeah um if you're listening reach out to piss magazine. yeah at piss magazine on twitter and like fucking tell me about it because like that was one of the things i wanted to come out of that chan specifically was like interesting ideologies yes that's why you went on 4chan back in the day that's why you talk about conspiracy theory. I want to know the weird things people think and believe. Right. And all the better if it's like unique. Like yeah, you 100%. came Oh, you came up with vampirism ism? Like <laughs> vampiranity? That's awesome. It's the idea that it's the idea that vampires actually uh, don't want to be vampires. They actually want to be humans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was gonna I thought that was gonna go somewhere a lot funnier than it did. Like, no, it's it actually the idea that <laughs> dude, um dude if I was a fucking vampire, I would all day, all day try to get pussy. <laughs> all day? All during day. the day, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would sit inside. It would be. It'd be just like now. I would sit inside on Tinder with all of the blinds closed. Uh huh. And they want to come over, because that that removes the whole thing of the vampire thing of like, may I come in? Yeah. It's like no, want to come over. They're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are vampires allowed to to ask people to come over? Do they have to be like, do you want me to ask you to come over? It's like a no. Well, really, what it is is vampires just love consent. They just have consent. They have consent fetishes. <laughs> I, I have to get your permission to bite you. I must get your permission to have your permission in order to. I have a consensual consent fetish. <laughs> I would love a girl to say that to me instead of yeah. No, I'm super into like CNC stuff. I'm like I would love to not go to jail today or ever. I like knife play. Can you I put like... this? Can you put this in my throat and then take a video that only has your face and your hand pressing your knife against me so I can. Put your fingerprints on this knife. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Dude, I, I, uh, oh my God. I don't, I remember, maybe it's just because I'm getting older or whatever, but like, nah, nah, I was, I was still dating 23 year old chicks when I was 23. That's fine. Like, yeah. So it's just over time, something in the social sphere, maybe a stigma dropped away. But like, when you ask a young woman what her fetishes are, I might have talked about this on the show before. They're super open about it now. No secrets. Oh yeah. Well, everything is so accepted. Yeah. Everything is pretty. Everything much, is forcibly accepted. There's very few things where I'd go like, "Ugh, maybe you should reconsider that." Like if someone was like, "You know what, man? Nothing, nothing makes me happier than when someone else fucks my wife." <laughs> like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Good for you." But you know how I always hear that go? It's like. Yeah, I'm in an open relationship right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it's that tone of voice. It's like I have this one buddy who's like 
he he was in an open relationship over the course of like a couple of years over a couple of continents. So oh, like wow. so like this chick would like fuck off from like she'd go from like I don't know like Belgium to like oh I'm going to be in Brooklyn for 4 months and he'd like fly in to see her once or whatever. And uh and then he'd be like, yeah, man, like I just, I like respect her autonomy. And like, I don't think that you should have to hold people down, but also <laughs> it makes me sad. And he would do like, you know, that voice that guys make when they're about to put a rope around their neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that <laughs> exasperated, <laughs> exasperated, like exhausted by life. Yeah. And it's like, um, I know some people that seem happier in their, uh, open relationships but they were pretty much close to dead already yeah. <laughs> i feel like i think it's funny that like whenever you hear about someone talking about uh their significant other wanting an open relationship it's always a woman saying that their boyfriend wants an open relationship yes. but it's like you know that this ends with your girlfriend getting fucked by tons of dudes right <laughs> like it's the poll ratio no matter what she looks like will not be the same it's well Dude, here's why I don't do open relationships. Because when I was a younger man, like literally 14, the first girlfriend... <laughs> when I was eight. <laughs> the first girlfriend I ever had, I, she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm polyamorous. And I was like, you know, I'm a young dipshit. I can go for that. I met... I was at a fucking high school. I met girls all the time. So it tears immediately. So I put that on the back burner. College, you know, casually dating girls super into me, but like we don't put any any labels on it. Tears, 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 <laughs> tears, and hate. And I and after a time, I realized it's like you can't. You're not allowed to win if you're in the open relationship and you're a man, because then it's just a closed relationship. Yeah, again. yeah. It's yeah. like it, and uh, anytime it's a guy who's like, I want an open relationship. It is entirely because they're disinterested in you. Right. It's like you're comfy or you're a bed to sleep in. It's they, however you think they feel about you, they do not. Yeah. hundred percent. Just fucking leave. Yeah, just you leave. Know, get out. Flip the chessboard over. I don't care if it's been 10 years. Flip it over. The Flip the tables. Go, go Jesus on them. Flip the tables. Rage quit the monopoly. Ra <laughs> 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 There's I don't need I don't need church. What if he did it like a like a, a Chris Rock? What if what if Jesus' sermons on the mount were all like kind of like Chris Rock bits? He's like, y'all need some fish? I got I got I got waffles. It's like fucking <laughs> Madagascar, dude. You know, I I think uh, at on its face, Christianity is anti-Semitic because <laughs> because the whole story, the whole story. Oh, okay, is, Jamie Foxx. No, all right, motherfuckers. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brother? okay. So you're Kick telling it. me you're telling me God sent His only Son to Earth. To speak to the Jewish people. To do what? To stop telling them to do Jewish shit? <laughs> that sounds anti-Semitic as fuck. <laughs> like, God was up in heaven being infinitely wise, and he's like, somebody, in my infinite wisdom, I gotta tell these Jews to cut it out. Dude, he's st Tanner's standing up, doing uh, in interesting movements like Steve Harvey. He's now humping the chair. He's doing the Rogan. Oh, he's doing the Rogan. He's doing the Rogan. We call this, this Stuart This Rogan. was created by the black man. <laughs> Stool humping and stuff. <laughs> <not. laughs> 
You ever? Ah, uh, nah. They man, look. They said John Crap invented the toilet. Look, man. I was researching the Moors out of North Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my, let me tell you something. Dude, my my favorite thing uh, to do is uh, to just like randomly declare groups of people white. Oh yeah, it's like oh no, North Africans, yeah, they're white. That's so funny. Is it Berbers? Yeah, sure. Fuck that's it. that's oh, so yeah. funny, dude. Greeks, <laughs> Greeks, no, Greeks. They're tur- they're they're I'm sort of like dirty Turkish people. They'll they'll hate that one. <laughs> they'll hate that one. I'm really ex- we're Anatolian. No, I'm, honestly, I'm really excited to hire Stony once it's 23 and me comes back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's actually he's out on that man. Oh, in addition, if you are looking for some sort of internship or you have some any discernible skills, uh, reach out to us. We need some people for Kill Podcasters Network, but you do have to do a twenty three and Me, and it has to be investigated (laughs) by me and Tanner. And maybe after that, we'll let Stony read it over and review it. Fine, fine comb too. Yeah, you know, brush with 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 an Afro pick, and then and then we'll have we'll have my cousin. We're combing through the desert. <laughs> and then we can have my cousin uh, mail you a rejection letter from his uh, his work where he gets free mail. No, but we, we should say we are actually, we're totally equal opportunity. Equal be, opportunity be employer. Cis, yes. Be trans, be gay, be, be whatever color, nationality, religion you want. Be cis. <laughs> live, live your truth. We want skill. We want yeah. skill. That's all we care about here. If you can edit write anything like we have a guy right now who impressed us so much we have him just doing a mini series on the penny yeah and we're just producing this is new to me yeah Yeah. no there's this guy um i've known him for a long time so this definitely helped his chances (laughs) but nepo for for the (laughs) the two and a half years we went to college together every time he got change he would i would watch him pick out the pennies and throw them into the trash and he was, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm improving the money supply." Oh, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "I think we should get rid of pennies. I'm going to do a guerrilla style if the government won't." That's so funny, dude. <laughs> and and he uh, has I, I talked to him about it. Like, uh, he's uh, episode 37 uh, of Piss Mag with uh, Matt on it. He like he has like 37 pages of shit about pennies. Wow, and currency and like a lot. Like he wants to do like Federal Reserve shit too, and he's not going to go all like conspiracy with it, which is like whatever. Honestly, yeah. that's kind of fucking hardcore. He's like, I'm just going to throw away the money. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind. It was kind of fun. It was kind of like cool. Dude. Like you're like 18, 19, and you're, this is like your buddy you met smoking cigarettes and taking acid. You're like, fuck, dude, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I hate <laughs> copper. I hate it's copper. actually not copper. <laughs> actually, it's not copper. It's zinc. Zinc uh, alloy. <laughs> And, uh, and, and you know what? If you bring up QAnon again, I'm going to have to re- meet, leave this friendship. Um, the Federal Reserve, do you see the Q on that penny? That actually means that it was made by... <laughs> Dude, that would be me. I, I stopped correcting Izzy from his show. <laughs> um, it's not Rotunda. <laughs> George Washington crossed the Delaware. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think it's funny how like I'll literally be wrong about stuff, and I'll just like correct <laughs> things in a way that's like that just is like, well, you're not necessarily right either. Izzy, Izzy invented... <laughs> Singling down, which is making you doubt yourself without addressing the question. <laughs> like, and, and I'll do it in a subtle way. This is why I've always been an abusive boyfriend until this <laughs> this last relationship I got in, because I'll just do things like, uh, son, say, say a sentence, Stone. I live down the street with my grandmother. Oh yeah. Well, no. 
No, I don't. No, I know, but I like know. we'll see. I proved it right. Oh. But, but but just if you just say things, if you just say things like "Oh yeah," with like a little squint on your face, it's like they're like, "Yeah." Oh, I, don't, oh, you know, I see. Uh, it's gonna okay. be uh, hot out today. Is you gonna need to put on some sunblock? Oh yeah. It, uh, <laughs> is there's or, or just you go? Oh really? <laughs> Are, oh um, I just I you're kind of fair skinned. I thought you might want some sunscreen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to? It's fine. It's fine. Never mind. Right. Like, like, I've, no. I've seen that conversation like ten times. <laughs> <laughs> like Starbucks in the morning with Izzy is like a fucking uh, I, like getting walked out to the killing fields. Like it's just <laughs> like, like uh, <laughs> they're like, "Hi, what can I get you?" And he's like ordering like he's in L.A. and he's like, "Coffee, faggot." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is funny. Yeah, I'd be like, I'll just say what I want, it's and like then they're like, "Oh, do you want any milk or cream in that?" And I'm just like. I just ignore them and stare at them. <laughs> yeah, that's a powerful idea. God, I did not really. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fucking asshole, actually. <laughs> Dude, no, it's the same thing happened to me. It's like uh, when I moved uh, back from the West Coast, like I had picked up a little bit of that. I know you're stonewalling me thing. Like in the Midwest, if someone's stonewalling you, you're supposed to politely take it on the chin. But I'd be like, like I'd be on the uh, phone with like a doctor and they'd be like, no, we can't. We can't get that prescription out. You know, it's got to be a certain number of days. You have to come in for a meeting first. I'm like, I know you're stonewalling me. I need this medicine. You know, I could have a fucking seizure if I don't get it. You know that, right? And yeah. They, and they do it. Mm-hmm. But then I would like go. I'd like meet with my actual therapist, and they're like, We had a nurse say you got very aggressive on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, Yeah. Can um, you go? Oh yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> But didn't I get my medicine and then right. everything was fine? I just made a woman sad. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And it's like, well, then I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the interesting thing about people from California is like they stonewall and they, they're they like, it's almost like they seek confrontation, but then when they get it, they don't know what to do. Yeah, they just want to oh. be top dog because they're a bitch. So yeah. They assume you're going to be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So when they big dog you and you're like, I'm actually a bigger dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean that, man. Like, chill out. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. 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 Just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. (laughs) I remember this. uh, People out here are a different kind of douchebag, though. Like, I remember I was at a bar and this guy hands me like a little vial or whatever. And he's like, dude, this is acid. And I'm like, oh, cool. And the outside of it's sticky. And I'm like, what's the acid in? He's like, "Uh, PG, propylene glycol. And I'm like, so there's acid on the outside of this, and I'm touching it. And he's like, oh, "Oh, maybe a little, man. (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it's like, I was already already cooking. I was already cooking on a couple of things that night. And and so the LSD kicks in like 45 minutes later. I'm like, dude, you fucking dosed me. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, man. Actually. And then (laughs) a week later, this guy spills a fucking like – like whiskey and diet all over my pants and he's like and I'm like dude you seriously just need to like look at yourself and his his girlfriend pipes like you know you're like really aggressive and I'm like no everyone here gets dealt with with fucking kid gloves it's actually making you (laughs) soft and you're gonna be the first against the fucking wall yeah like oh my god not not when I'm in power, but (laughs) just if anyone's in power (laughs) I think that's why like my roommate uh, the one that like I immediately lived with who broke my t- smashed my TV and everything else. I think that's why he's able to operate the way he does is because like like the only way I personally would know how to deal with someone like that is to just like beat their fucking ass. 
because it's like you're too you're too dumb to like have a conversation with. Yeah, it's and like you won't learn. Yeah, and like if I fight you, you're just gonna be like you're mean and you attacked me. So it's like I don't even know how to deal. You have you ever it. have you ever fought a werewolf though? No. <laughs> <laughs> it it pisses me off, man. Like when I watch King of the Hill and he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm like, you can't kick anyone's ass anymore. <laughs> and it actually fixed problems. Yeah. It really did. Like, dude, if you got in a bar fight anywhere now, you're going to jail. More, yes. more people yes. I know I don't I know more people I don't know anyone that gets into bar fights that hasn't been to jail, actually. Yeah. And it's sad. <laughs> is that is that not considered uh, like if you're both wanting to fight and you're in a we're not a mutual combat state. That's what I thought because I've I've been in a situation where I the cops came after a fight like with a weapon, and they were like, "Oh, it's mutual combat. We'll let the whole situation take care of itself." So now I'm hearing that. And I'm it's, like, oh, that was fake and gay. Yeah, yeah. No, they're just <laughs> like everything. Yeah. Dude, cops here are really fucking funny. I've talked about how like getting getting pulled over and like it was around like the Ferguson times. Right. And I was like, I was mm-hmm. chilling with like some friends of mine. They were black. They picked me up from the airport. They were s- drunk as a skunk driving. And <laughs> all they had was a passport and no insurance. <laughs> and the cop was just like, my wife drives with her passport too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> nice. Cute. He went and dealt with the fucking uh, white meth head couple we hit. They were probably more trouble, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But, uh, I feel like I've definitely told all of those stories before, but not on your guys' show. Not on our show. Swapcast, oh, baby. Swapcast. Baby. swapcast. <laughs> man, I... Uh, oh, man, I'm so excited, dude. Yeah, like, I'm excited for this thing to come out. I'm excited for... We all have big things. We yeah. do. This is exciting as fuck, boys. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and uh, You're all along for the ride. Well, dude, and <laughs> I, we have this fucking uh, compilation tape we're going to put out. And it seems like... It the might, kill mix. Yeah, the kill mix, man. Uh, just like the funniest moments from the shows we have. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully we have a couple more pilots out so we could include some teasers on that. But yeah. like, uh, shit, dude. I fucking... We need a we need a social media person more than anything. We do need a social media person, Ugh, um, not to manage all of them. I like my little shitty. Um, I definitely need that because I, out of the three of us, I'm the most lacking on that. I, I'm one of the fucking. Uh, I'm an observer. Yeah, I'm always you're, a you, fucking observer. You're I, an observer. I delve a little bit in, but I I do need to, I need to pump my shit up, bro. Yep. Dude, <laughs> get, you know what? Get in some Twitter spaces with me. Talk to some unfunny Canadian women. That's how you get big in this industry. Oh, you mean you mean X on, yeah, on X, the X. X spaces. That's that's another thing. Uh, you guys can settle this for me right now. So uh, ver- verification is it fake or gay? Do I verify? Is that is that something? Uh, I would. Okay. I would. It's so I, it's I verified last night. I haven't got my check yet. The oh. like the best advice I've ever gotten. I've gotten two great things of advice. One of the best ones is uh, optics is everything. Yep. And like even though. You can pay for your verification and everything. It just looks it looks a certain way, and it also uh, shoots you to the top of comment sections and stuff like that. And you're so getting like, reach. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just optic optically. It looks like you're you, you give a shit about what you're putting on Twitter. Yeah, and I, I hate the people the uh, the quote unquote Twitter comedians that are just like no, nah, I mean verification. I'm cool, dude. Like I'm just chilling at my thirteen thousand followers since two thousand nine, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's got to be sickening. Like, dude, if I was drill and I had to wake up every morning and be drill, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's like carrot top. 
Man, dr- drill, <laughs> drill is the carrot top of Twitter. It's like, why do white people like this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> straight up, dude. Um, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm shocked that some of the people that were, like, relevant when I was literally in high school, like, on Twitter, like, people were like, oh, my God, this is so funny. They tweeted, big Chevy Motorola Bentley. Ha-ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's still happening, and the content hasn't changed. It's mm-hmm. like, what is interesting is, like, uh, we're kind of in the, I think we're officially in weird Twitter. Yeah. We're, we're the fringe of weird Twitter. And because uh, ev- every time I get exposed to something new, there's already 20 people I know following that person. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, there is just a, there's a small loop. Yeah. And we're on that carousel, baby. Giddy up. We're on that carousel. And it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, I can't, like I said, I can't wait for the five corners of our fan base to meet in the middle and realize they all hate each other. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking awesome. And that they are more alike than similar. Or more alike than different. Yes. Oh, but they're more alike than they are similar, it's actually. Like, you guys, well, you know, the way, well, the way that you become more alike than you are similar is, is you, you start tooting Xanax, going to the bars. Hey, guys. <laughs> we, we all take Klonopin and smoke too much weed <laughs> and cumulatively jacked off last week for double digit hours that's fine <laughs> let's let's connect over that there's me in the corner i'm all i actually practice semen retention and i'm fine <laughs> dude i i fucking i did uh i did like a week retention uh, yeah a week long retention sir glow it was uh there was there was a little bit of glow there's there was but then uh Dude, I, I had to I had to achieve release. I had to achieve release. There was there wasn't a compulsion. Mm-hmm. It was just like, man, I'm nervy. I need to go to bed. Yeah, there you go. And the I haven't not jerked off or set or had sex in seven consecutive days in a long time, man. Yeah. And no one prepared me for the consistency change. That shit it 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 it, it, it builds up. Well, see, it builds up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it I'm gets. I'm embarrassed to talk about it. It's like when you, it's like when you jack off in the shower. It's all gummy bears, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Now you <laughs> get, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You get shower slugs, dude. You, it gets, <laughs> it, it, quag, it coagulates. It gets yeah. coagulative, and you know what I mean. You can almost, uh, it's almost kind of wipes like, off easier. Yeah, it wipes off easier, <laughs> but it, but it, but it culminates into these small secular groups. That are isolated from each other, much like the five corners of this podcast yeah. channel. You know what I mean? They meet all in the middle, what right are, at the letter N. And are, <laughs> are the corners? The corners are what? Uh, transgender people, uh, podcast fans, colon, come town refugees. Yes. Uh, communists, for some reason, they're here and they they like it. I wonder what, how they feel. I don't know how the commies feel about me. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, scum, sc- <laughs> you Maoist pieces of shit, <laughs> you disgusting frog pedophiles. <laughs> Alex Jones 2.0. And then, um, it's, and then three more groups I'm going to make up. Some, some really cool chicks listen to the show, dude. <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend, but I'm shade. I'll be here all night. <laughs> no, but it's like no every no every time I like look at our fucking like dem- demographics, at least on Piss Magazine, I'm still shocked. I'm like, I can't believe like twenty percent of you are women. Yeah, no, that, my that. numbers are not like that. Mine is just <laughs> the boys hanging out, the and boys. then a couple of people who are like, we don't identify as boys actually. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like everyone who listens to my show. I'm uh I'm worried that all the women are just ex girlfriends. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Could be slowly doxing you. Slow- That's why you got to throw out some more smoke screens. 
Dude, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I think a lot of this will go away when I move to Pensacola next week. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll be right. I'll be right behind you. Ride the Gator, baby. Ride the Gator. <laughs> Ride the Gator. Sur- surf, surf in the Cali-Uga right there on Clearwater Beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, surf hey. in the Cali-Uga. Shit, dude. I fucking, uh... Well, dude, we've, we've done... 75 minutes perfect i think that's great that's great and honestly since we done we're done with all this announcement shit stone fox detroit gentlemen you're gonna this has been a wonderful premiere i am absolutely honored that my first episode on piss magazine was with tanner and the great couch philosopher thank you izzy and griffin thank you (laughs) thank you thank you thank you thank you you. it's so fucking sick to have you on the team can i can i just add another comment here of course always dude fucking stone like (laughs) <laughs> has had the job qualifications to be here. Like he's not just some random dude we plucked out. Kind of A turns out bit. though, he's, he, he might be it. more qualified than both of us. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. I wouldn't go that <laughs> at far, least gentlemen. as qualified. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, other than like, I mean, even on airtime, you have on airtime, which is crazy to me. A, l- a little bit, yeah. Um, I, d- I have worked for a, a major podcast before. I worked for Julian Dory a little bit, doing video editing and everything. So I kind of understand the game. But I mean, I've I've been into comedy podcasting radio kind of like both of you too and now i got a musical background also so you know what i mean there you go yeah. it would be it'd be <laughs> kind of fucking sick like i don't know man like a lot of, a lot of podcasting networks one of my favorite things is like they'll just do some music some of my favorite podcasts have original music it'd be kind of fun to uh i don't know if we get really bored one weekend just throw out some fucking scrams or screamo shit together that'd be sick yes no i said that man i was like yo yeah. literally at any moment we could just Rock band. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, uh, Izzy and I have talked about that before where it's like, dude, if we're, like, this was before we were working on the movie, it's like, you know, if we got 30 minutes of material together, we could kill six months on the road. Oh, yeah. shit. And just it, for the fuck of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it'd be fun to, you know, live that way for a little bit and just like, I don't know. Uh, something that I never got the chance to do because, frankly... Uh, when I was when I like ran a label and like did like tour managing and shit, sometimes you're the only person showing up. <laughs> oh yes. shit! Yeah, yeah. It's that fucking sounds about right, dude. Um, but uh, I don't know. Also, like we're all slowly gaslighting each other into doing stand up. I think, which is just an awful idea. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to do <laughs> it. Terrible, uh, terrible idea. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to get some clips, brother. Dude, uh. <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Izzy's going to be at the Pasadena Ice House next week. We'll be at the Pasadena Ice House, baby. Uh, Getting August, these clips. August 12th. Comedy mothership Get, uh, I'm in a couple the, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, um, I'll be doing the Baltimore Helium. <laughs> <laughs> the flib through the ninth. I'm going to be appearing at Governor's. 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 The 26th through the 29th. Governor's. Hell yeah. <laughs> Any more fake plugs? Anyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm actually going to be on The Fighter and the Kid. Um, <laughs> this is actually true. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm I you were on Kill Tony. Too. I was on Kill Tony. I actually did try to get on Kill Tony a few years ago, but... Hell yeah. Uh, did did, you just just w- didn't show up. I was like, I'm too fucking drunk to drive to L.A. right now. <laughs> Good. I'm just going to drive to San Bernardino <laughs> instead. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'll be here all night. I'm going to meet up with this Muslim couple to have some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> choo-choo train. <laughs> bang, bang, choo-choo train, baby. Um, fuck, is there any, is there any music? You want on the fucking outro stone? This is your fucking first go around. Yeah, I, I think I want. I want something. Uh, some something pretty. Something pretty heavy. Oh, and it, you know the title of it is from uh, the movie Seven. Yeah. What What is it's it? Brad man? Pitt. Um, it's gonna be uh, What's in the Box What's by Four Years Strong. 
it's in the, I'm literally typing this on my fucking television. <laughs> Someone vamp. Someone be funny. So, like I was saying earlier, okay, <laughs> the the Federal Reserve, look, don't listen to the pennies guy. He's a fucking liar, okay? The pennies <laughs> guy's going to come in here and he's going to tell you you don't need that copper, you don't need that zinc. Look, I'm going to look at you right in the face and I'm going to tell you when the shit hits the fan and the fake aliens come because they're coming, Project Bluebeam is real. Take all your pennies. You're going to need that zinc in order to get electricity. What because fucking band is this? You're <laughs> <laughs> Four years strong. He's like, yeah, okay, the song is called, uh, okay, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, the sequel, part two. Uh, oh, no, actually, it was part song? three. <laughs> it's, it's you literally oh God, couldn't have dude. picked a longer title. And you know what's funny? It's not even the number. It's the spelled out. Oh, fuck that. There it is, the second, yeah. Wait. Is it? Is it? It's oh, a, it is. It's that second. It's the second video. Oh, right the fuck yeah. yeah, dude. That's oh it. My God. <laughs> here we go. Four years strong, dude. With a fucking no. Here we have they, an ad for the Avid Brothers. This is the American fucking death camp American right here, dream, waiting baby. for this song. American death camp, dude. Okay, let's see if it's fucking pumping through, man. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, check out High Concept Individual at this magazine at Izzy and Griffin at Spinfox Detroit Twitter.